Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And it's, uh, we're in the thick of it now for the football previews. We are now on to the rest of college football. So we did the Pac-12 last week. If you're listening to this one and somehow didn't listen to the other one, good for you. But no, uh, no, you should go back and listen to it. But a you can of, go right back. A lot of pearls of wisdom about how the final season of Pac-12 football is going to go. Uh, and and we both landed on the men of Troy as the conference champion, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to talk about everybody else. So let's let's start with uh, just a quick rundown of where things are at in the preseason rankings. Uh, Georgia is the consensus number one of both the AP and coaches poll that came out. Seems uh, deserved. They've. Uh, 29 and one over the last two years, uh, back-to-back national champions, you know, some, some new personnel and changes. So we'll see how it, how it goes, but, uh, seems like a safe number one to start the year. Yeah. Uh, the top four in a, you know, dissimilar order, both, both polls have Michigan to Ohio state third in the AP Alabama third in the coaches. They're flipped in their respective polls. Uh, so there is generally consensus, it appears. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the usual suspects in a way. Um, but, you know, uh, of those four teams, three of them will be breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, you know, possibly a guy who has, I mean, for Georgia, for sure, a guy who has never started a game. Um, if, if McCord wins the job at Ohio State, he's got one career start. Uh, Buckner's got, I think, two or three for Notre Dame. He's, he's maybe going to be the Alabama starter, but the other two. So a lot of inexperience at that position, um, which, you know, leads to some intrigue, I feel like, because it's, that position's so important now with the way teams throw the ball that, you know, we saw how Bryce Young kept Alabama alive in games that they probably had no business being in. And, you know, C.J. Stroud did it for Ohio State at times. And it's like, well, now they now they got to find somebody else to do it. Yeah. Um, obviously that's the SEC and the Big Ten occupying those top four spots. And actually LSU is fifth in both polls. So the top five slots. Not too shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's only going to get more that way probably start next year when you add in, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, USC, who are, I don't know for sure, but I, I think all preseason rank Oklahoma may not be. I guess, uh, but I know USC and Texas are ranked fairly high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma is nineteen and twenty. Nineteen, okay. In the I thought they were in the top twenty-five. Um, not you know coming off a pretty down year for them, um, but you know traditionally very good. So yeah, I mean we're you know we're probably maybe headed for a future where it feels like the Big Ten and the SEC or the AFC and NFC, um, and it's you know. The winner, you know, who emerges from those two, and who knows? But hey, this year we still got five power conferences. We still got a four-team playoff. That math, you know, doesn't always work out that well. But for the most part, in the nine-year run of the playoff, I think it's been relatively controversy-free. There, there's a few that you could nitpick at, um, but you know, for the most part, I think we've we've landed on the right four most of the time, and and uh, we'll see if if year ten we do again or or maybe this is the year where we have some wild uncertainty over who it's going to be yeah let's uh let's dive in 
with the big boys at the top. Let's let's start with the SEC. Alrighty. So look, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, consensus at the top, but you know, Tennessee is ranked in the top twelve of both polls. Yeah, yeah, coming yeah. off a of, uh, you know a resurgent year. Uh, you know, had their best year in a long time, won the Orange Bowl, um, you know, also replacing their quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of a familiar thing this year. A lot of a lot of the top teams with new quarterbacks. But uh, I think they're a threat, yeah. And, and you know, that SEC West in particular, This, uh, I mean, this is the last year of the SEC West. Um, but, a, you know, a tough division. Um, I mean, LSU and Alabama are preseason top five, but, you know, Ole Miss is going to have a really good offense. You know that. Um, Arkansas is a good team with a lot of veterans. A&M's got a lot of talent. I don't know if, you know, it didn't result in many wins last year, but there's plenty of talent there. South uh, Carolina so that's an was division to see how it shakes out. South Carolina uh, in the SEC, yeah. just more generally in terms of competition, they're 27th in terms of if you count to others receiving votes. Yeah, finished the year real strong. You know, upset Tennessee and Clemson in the last two games, and have a good quarterback. Cer- yeah, I mean, certainly come into the year with a little momentum. Great opening week game with them and, and North Carolina. There's, you know, week one is a little light, but that's a real interesting game. You know, cross conference kind of set the tone for both seasons. It feels like like the winner comes out of that feeling like, ah, right, this might be a team to watch, and the loser is kind of set back right away. It feels like, yeah. Um. I know I do this every year. I know this about me. But I'm going to take Alabama. Okay, as long as you don't say, you know, I'm going to take Alabama until somebody beats them. Because somebody's yeah. beating them. No, I, I know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point that out. LSU beat them last year. Tennessee beat them last year. Georgia beat them two years ago. So yeah. you can take them. And it's not a terrible pick. But in the past, you've said, you know, I'm going to take them until somebody beats them. Like, well, we've, we've had that happen now. Um. According to the Miami Herald, by the way, uh, this is from about a week ago, the number two player for Heisman Trophy odds, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not picking him, but I I think he certainly he, he played well in the latter part of the season last year, uh, seemed to get comfortable, and, you know, I'm not rooting for him. We can have a different conversation if we talk about who we what we want to see happen yeah. but i you know i think he he settled it now they also have a really good backup in in garrett nussmeyer who you know played mm-hmm. in the sec title game when daniels was banged up and then played some in the bowl game and totally different style you know a, a thrower who's got a big arm and like not afraid to throw it around daniels obviously more of a runner uh you know so it'd be interesting to see if they find a way to try to use both they managed to keep them both uh, mm-hmm. Nussmeyer was a popular, you know, transfer rumor, but but stayed. Um, so so I'm picking LSU in the West. I don't want it to be, hmm. um, but I, I you know they won it last year, um, and I just I mean I I hinted at it already. Like Alabama to me, if you watch them the last couple of years, they won and were in a lot of games because they had stellar quarterback play. And if you and you thought, man, if they don't have a great quarterback, they could be a you know, five lost team. I don't think they got a great quarterback this year and I don't think they'll lose five, but I, I got them nine and three. I don't, I don't see them being a, a, a playoff team or that level of, I mean, they're still really good. 
Um, but I just, I just don't see the difference maker at quarterback right now. And I think that's a big reason I'm not as high on them. Okay. Well, who do you have out of the East? Georgia. Okay. So- I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, going off the board there. I got Georgia going 12 and 0 during the regular season. I mean, their, their schedule is pretty light, especially for the first two months. It's a little tougher. Uh, you know, they go to Tennessee, I think in the second to last week, um, you know, and they got the typical, uh, you know, I think at the end of October, the, the traditional Florida game in Jacksonville. I don't think Florida's a big threat this year. I was really high on Florida last year and they did not live up to my expectations. And this year I'm the opposite. So maybe they'll overachieve, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see them with, with Graham Mertz replacing Anthony Richardson. I don't see them being like, Oh, this is the year Florida takes a big step forward. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a much different style of quarterback. For sure. You know, for sure. And yeah. it's going to be a I test mean, I, for Billy Napier, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Napier, and I, I'm curious to see how he does there. Um, it's a mixed bag so far. You know, like, well, his recruiting apparently has been pretty good for future classes, but there's not a lot of expectation this year. Um, I mean, I, I think Tennessee is, is my – number two team in that division. Mm-hmm. But South Carolina merits watching too. You know, I, I, everybody's just writing Georgia in for like, oh, they'll, they'll be 6-0. and Like, they get South Carolina in week three, and it's at Georgia, so you expect them to win. But that's an interesting one. Like, that, that's one I'm, I'm not just checking off as an easy win. Well, it's one um, of those, that, that's one of those games where you talked about quarterback changes and things. Like, if you're yeah. not set yet, South Carolina will have already played a tough game. Exactly. And, and we'll exactly. know who they are, you would right, think. Right, right. And Georgia probably won't. Their first two games are, I believe, UT Martin and Ball State. So, I mean, you're looking at a couple of scrimmages, basically. Um, and now that could be good for them. You know, if they're uncertain on quarterback, it's probably going to be Carson Beck, feels like. But if there's uncertainty, it gives you a chance to play two or even three in those games and, and you know, see who performs the best in-game action. Um. But yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. But ultimately, like to me, you know, uh, in the same vein as what you've said in the past about Alabama, that's kind of what Georgia is right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they've they've proven it the last two years. They've won the games that matter. They've won the games that you know could have tripped them up. They've won those two. And so until proven otherwise, I'm I'm sticking with them in the SEC. Okay, so you've so got I'm going, Georgia. I'm on a rematch of last year. Georgia, LSU with the same winner. I, I got the the dogs emerging. I got LSU losing opening week to Florida State and then not again until the SEC title game. Okay. I've got Georgia, Alabama. I'm going to take Alabama because I want it to be Alabama. My my head says Georgia, but yeah. it, the fun part about and, this is it doesn't really matter what my head says. Uh, and <laughs> I'm going to take and, Alabama. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, in the past, I've picked against Alabama years ago because I didn't like them. And that's not the case anymore. I, I'm not an Alabama fan, but, you know, the two years, the Bryce Young years, going to see them play there. Like, I have a I have a respect for what they've done, and I, you know, I've rooted for them a lot. So it's this isn't a pick like, oh, I'm tired of them. It's just, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sold on Tyler Buckner being the answer. And the fact they went and got him makes me question the other two guys that are like, you know, if nobody emerged, then what? Mm-hmm. And and so that's my hesitancy. Like, 
I think if they weren't Alabama and you looked at the SEC West, you'd say their quarterback situation is probably the worst in that division. And and I think that's that scares me a bit, just given that they they're not the dominant defense they used to be. They're not the dominant running game they used to be. Tua and Bryce Young and Mac Jones were good enough to, you know, still win a lot. And now I'm not sure they've got that guy. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. That's sort of my, you know, my biggest uh, hot take, if you want to say it, is Alabama doesn't even win 10 games. So I, I take it then that you have Georgia in the playoff. In the playoff. Yeah, number one seed. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got him. I got him thirteen and zero in the playoff. Do not have LSU making it as well though. Okay. Close, but I, I I don't have I don't have multiple teams from the same conference. I'll say that up front. Me neither. So we're aligned there. Uh, let's move to the Big Ten. Yes. Which is B one G. Last year of fourteen teams. Yeah which is about to go to 18. I wish yeah. that we could change names, but they're brands now. so They're not going to. Yeah, the Big Ten will be the Big Ten for the, well, and for it's, the rest of time, I think. I think yeah. it's a lesson that we've all learned from the Pac-12. That was a that hurt the brand. Totally. So. Totally. I, I, I don't, have we ever talked about that at, at any length? Because if we haven't, I've certainly thought it too, that like among many mistakes the Pac-12 made, and there's bigger ones, Changing the name was one. They should have stuck to the Pac-10. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. Brands matter. People know something. People know what the Big Ten is. And yeah, people poke fun at, oh, the Big Ten with 14 teams, like I just did. But then they move on. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, okay, they got four. Oh, the Big 12's only got 10. Ah, whatever. Uh, you know, people get over it quickly. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about it. So you got... For the Big Ten, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, all in the top ten. Future conference partner Washington and USC also there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Oregon's at 15 again. They're not there yet, but they will be. And then you got Wisconsin, also ranked. Iowa ranked in one of the two polls. Yeah. So a, a good conference um, oh, yeah. from top oh, to yeah. bottom. But definitely highlighted by Michigan and Ohio State. Now, my first question to you is, is there a cloud to you over Michigan with this Harbaugh NCAA stuff? Not this year, I don't think. I, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I guess the, the reason I say I don't think so is because the year before, he, you know, openly flirted with going to the Minnesota Vikings. I think would have taken the job if it were offered and they lost a lot of players and there were plenty of reasons to be like, Oh man, you know, it could be, and it didn't matter. Like it just, they just kept on rolling. Now I don't have them winning the big 10 East. Um, but that's not because of that. I have them going 11 and one. Um, so I have them having a great year, but not quite enough to win the big 10, but no, I don't think so. Now, it, it will make for some interesting off-season chatter. Does he does he look at the NFL again? Uh, you know that'll be rumored again, I'm sure. Um, but I think he's good, and they're good at like just you know tuning it out. We're we're just going about our business. Yeah, I okay. So that's my thought, at least. Yeah, I don't I don't expect it to. I am of a mind. 
that it's going to be a distraction when he gets asked about it. But I think that the local Ann Arbor, Detroit media is going to stop asking. Exactly. I, so, I totally, yeah. That, it'll be a story until they play a game. And and then it'll be, you know, like he'll he'll put the kibosh on it because he's a difficult person to talk to as it is. And, and you know, like I've learned this lesson. I mean, I probably already knew it, but from all the stuff with golf over the last, you know, 18 months, like media gets bored. They, they just, they get bored. Like they have a big bone to pick. And then it's like, if you give them nothing, they'll just get bored and move on to something else. So I, I'm totally with you. Um, and then you got Ohio state right there. Um, how do you feel about Ohio state given that Michigan's going to have one loss? It's, it's not going to beat Ohio state. Ooh. I don't think, I think they beat Ohio state again. Um, I think Ohio state goes, Ten and two, loses to Ohio, loses to Michigan, loses to Wisconsin in the regular season, but beats the team that's going to win the Big Ten East at eleven and one, and that's Penn State. Okay, Penn State's going to go eight and one in conference. So is Michigan. Ohio State's going to go seven and two, so they won't factor in the tiebreak. And Penn State's going to win the Big Ten East with that win over Michigan. Okay, that's my thought. I. I'm a little leery of Ohio State just because, you know, like they're going to have a great passing game. Whoever the quarterback is, the receiver core is unbelievable. Um, but I just don't know if they're tough enough. I'm, I'm just not sure. Like uh, they played very well against Georgia in that playoff game and probably should have won it. But uh, the, the Michigan thing is, is now a thing. And it's funny how, you know, things shift. Because for a decade, it was uh, Michigan can't get over the Ohio State hump. Now it feels like Ohio State's got to get over that hump. They've been humbled two years in a row, including last year at home. And I just am not sure they're they're tough enough to beat Michigan. Okay. I, I can see that. My I guess my personal worldview on this is I... I don't know who stops that receiving core. Like, look, I, I don't know if their defense is going to be world beaters. Right. But, but they don't right. need to be world beaters. No, and, and you know? look, I'm not down on them by any means. Like, I don't I don't think very many people are going to stop that receiving core. But I'm remembering that two years ago they had Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, and, and Julian Fleming, and Marvin Harrison as a, you know, true freshman, and they got beat by Michigan. And last year they had Marvin Harrison and Emeka Abuka and, and Julian Fleming and all these guys, and they got beat by like most games. That's going to be enough. They're going to be able to to just out talent most teams they play because they are really loaded offensively. But can you go twelve and zero if you're not tough enough? And I I don't know. I mean, maybe they will be, but I'm just not seeing that same toughness that that they've had in the past, like that, that studly defensive line that they've had. And the, they don't have it. It doesn't feel like this year and last year. So you and I are going to be different here again. Uh, as, as I think my questions indicated. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, have Ohio state winning the big 10. I have them okay. winning the regular season. I have them winning the title game. Um, 
And I'm not, you know, same as Alabama. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's a ridiculous pick, and I think they're going to go 6-6. Six and six. No. I mean, I think Ohio State's going to be really good. They're going to win a lot of games. But I'm, I'm also, and I, you know, I've talked more about the reasons I'm not picking the other two. I think this is Penn State's year. I think, I think James Franklin, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm going to say, like, I'm not rooting for it necessarily. But I feel like it's been like, when are you going to get over the hump? And when are you going to win and get to the playoffs? And I think they've got the quarterback to do it this year. I think Drew Aller is going to be a breakout. they got these two great running backs in their sophomore year. Really good defensive players at all three levels. Like, I just I think this is the year Penn State emerges from the Big Ten East in the last year of it. Okay. I, I hear you. I respect it. I actually am putting them third. I'm having it Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. And history would tell you that's what you should do. Uh, I mean, you know, like I'm not going to – like they have been comfortably third in the pecking order the last couple of years. Um, I just think this is – I don't know. There's something there that I feel like this is the year they get over the hump. So I, I have them win in the East and win in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And getting to the playoffs, I think, you know, probably goes without saying. I mean, you didn't say it specifically, but I assume you have Alabama in the playoff, and I assume yeah. you have Ohio State in the playoff. Yeah, those are my two playoff teams. Fair enough, um, yes. So Big Big Ten West, which has been, you know, not exactly the toughest division of all time. Who yeah. you got coming out of there? I'm going to go with Wisconsin in the first year of Fickle. Um, okay. I think the game you and I are seeing in person will go a long way to determining I do too. Who wins the I Big Ten too. West? And because it's at Camp Randall, Wisconsin, I think, will beat Iowa, and I think that'll decide it. So I'm going to take Wisconsin uh, to lose to Ohio State in the conference title game, but to win the West in Fickle's okay. first year. Which well, I, I, I agree with you in general that I think it's those two teams, but I'm going to go with the opposite team. I'm going to go with Iowa. Okay. With the asterisk that this gambling thing doesn't get worse than it already is. I'm going to say that. Like, uh, I can't change midstream, but if the gambling thing starts to take out some key guys before the season starts, I may uh, send you a text that I'm changing my pick. But for right now, uh, Iowa's got the great defense. They always do. I think Cade McNamara is going to solidify the quarterback. They're going to be just good enough offensively. Not going to be great. They never have been. But they will score more than seven points a game or whatever. Um, and so I'm going to, you know, Ferentz always thrives when it's like, oh, they, 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 you know, he always like pops up with this one great year, like every five years. And I think this is it. So here's my question then to you. Is there a chance that this could get bad enough that Ferentz is gone? <sighs> There's a chance. Yeah, there is. Um, but I will say, Ferentz has survived a lot there. Like, they don't get a lot of notoriety nationally, but my, my dad in particular, you know, follows. He's not an Iowa fan anymore. He used to be, and now it's the total opposite. He does not like Iowa. He likes Iowa State. So he follows Iowa football and sports in general. And, and I mean, they've had some, they've had some stuff, uh, you know, some sexual assault stuff, some you know, uh, shadiness about, you know, his son's uh, public housing that, you know, he was getting paid for, even though his dad's the highest paid employee in the state. Like, there's some stuff that's gone on at Iowa that nothing seems to touch him. So if I had to bet, 
and no pun intended, I guess it sounds like I'm making a joke. Uh, I would not think it takes him out because he seems sort of Teflon there. Uh, you know, now Joe Paterno was Teflon and, you know, things come up. So I'm not saying I'm guaranteeing it, but no, I, I don't think it will. Could it? Sure. But I, I wouldn't think it does. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of my view as well is like, I worry more about just the volume of players. Like it's, it's hitting Iowa state hard. I don't think Iowa state's going to be very good anyway, but like, man, they've got some key players that are probably not going to play this year. If ever again. And if Mm -hmm. that happens at Iowa, well, okay, I might change my pick. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you've got Iowa, I've got Wisconsin, you've got Penn got, State, I've got Ohio State. Yep, um, we both have the East winner beating the West winner and getting to the playoffs. Yeah. So. My one other Big Ten question, which I'm just, this is just personal curiosity. Yeah. Do you think that the Fleck era in Minnesota is coming to an end? There's been some controversy, he's not become a hugely successful coach? No, no. I, I mean, this story came out, but boy, then it, it, it died quickly. And it almost like, it almost felt like there was a little, little shadiness to that story. Like a lot of, a lot of anonymous stuff and a lot of people that came out right away were like, no, uh, you know? Um, so I don't know. He's been an interesting coach there. I think the, you know, I think the presumption with him was maybe sort of like what we talked about with Dion. Not he's not as famous as him, but like when he got that job, like he would either have a lot of success and move on to a bigger program, or he wouldn't have it and and he'd be out. And neither one has happened. He's been good, but not great. They haven't won the West. They, you know, but they haven't embarrassed themselves either. They they get to a bowl almost every year. They, you know, they beat Wisconsin the last couple of years, I believe. You know, they're they're acquitting themselves well. You know, I guess the thing like can they can they make a leap, and and for those West programs like them, like Iowa, you know, like feels like this is your year, man. If you're going to get in that Big Ten title game, you better take advantage of it because that easier path is over after this season. Yeah, and I'm my inclination is that this may be the end of Fleck just because it's about to get a lot different. It is. And, it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, that's an interesting division. I mean, one one uh, team we've not talked about at all that probably should have won it last year and certainly could again this year is Illinois. Uh, you know, Bielma has built them in his image. They run the ball. They play great defense. Um, like you know, probably shouldn't sleep on them because they they had it in in their hands last year and then lost a couple in November that they shouldn't have lost. So, like, I feel like that's a division that you could talk me into Illinois. You could talk me into Minnesota. Uh, you could probably talk me into Purdue. And, you know, like, I, I would be surprised at Nebraska, and I'd be absolutely stunned at Northwestern. I think Northwestern could be the worst Power 5 team in the country this year. Um, yeah. Just given everything that's going on there, and all, you know, like, that's a mess. Uh, but anybody else, like, it's a, it's a crapshoot, I feel like. Yeah. No, I uh, I agree. I feel good about my Wisconsin pick, but like you said, it could be could be anybody. It'll be interesting. Wisconsin's an interesting team, just because like this this change in offensive style 
how does that, I mean, you know, they've had a calling card for 30 years, uh, you know, that this is what they do. They, you know, big offensive line, running the ball, mediocre quarterback. Uh, some of the names even sounded the same. They had, you know, Joel Stave and, and somebody Stocko and John Jim Sorge And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like they're all just this, the clone of the one before. And now it's like, okay, they're going to do the air raid to bring it in the kid from SMU, Tanner Mordecai. Like, hey, it could, it could be really exciting and great, or it could be like, whoa, what has Wisconsin become? Why are they, why are they throwing it 40 times a game? That's not you. So I, I'm fascinated. I mean, it's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to see them this year, among others, was, you know, like, see what this team is. It's, it's, it's going to be a different approach. Um, I agree. Still got a great running back, though. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing that should be consistent, that, that Braylon Allen is probably one of the best running backs in the country this year. I agree. He, uh, I will reveal to you, is one of my Heisman finalists. Okay, okay. Um, let's move to the ACC. All righty. Where Florida State wants to leave, and that's exciting. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, good for them, and and then you've got Clemson right there. And I mean, they're a lot of them play Notre Dame, even though they're not an ACC team. I think we should talk yeah. about Notre Dame in yeah. this group. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I suppose we should. Yeah, and then North Carolina, uh, you know, probably the consensus top. Teams. I suppose with with Drake May coming back, and I like Drake May. Um, I don't have them being a real contender, uh, you know, like I just, the defense was not very good. And I, I mean, I think they have a good year. I think they're an eight or nine win team. Um, but I, I will tell you, and I'm not picking them to win the conference, but I am picking them to get to the conference title game. I got another team from North Carolina, the Duke blue devils having a big time year. I'm high, high, high on Duke this year. Well, okay. Talk, talk to me, tell, explain. I will. They went, I believe they went eight and four last year. First year coach last year with Mike Elko. Uh, Riley Leonard is to me like a, a dark horse. If you really want an off the radar Heisman pick, I think he could be a top 10 guy. I don't think he'll win it, but the quarterback, you know, a really good year. They got a, they got an offensive lineman. That's probably a first round draft pick prospect. Uh, they play good defense. That Elko guy's a defensive oriented guy. I, right away, Labor Day night is Clemson at Duke. I got Duke winning that game. Going to be a going to be a bit of a surprise to the outside. I think you know, be like, oh my God, what's wrong with Clemson? I don't think really anything's that wrong with Clemson, but I just think Duke's really good. Okay, interesting. I th- this is a dark horse of dark horse picks. So is this? Are you picking Duke to win? The ACC? No. Okay. ACC championship game. They, remember, they don't have divisions anymore. Right. They got rid of divisions. So I've got them in the ACC championship game uh, and not winning it. And then I assume it's Mike Norvell's Florida State it Seminoles. Is. It is. Yes, I'm going with Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I got, I told you I've got them beating LSU. I think they lose actually at Clemson. They play at Clemson. I think that's their one loss. But I got Clemson dropping a couple. Sort of in the same thing as Ohio State. Like they'll they'll beat him head to head because it's at home. But that some about Clemson, I'm just not. I'm not jumping on. Like 
I like that Dabo went and got a new coordinator for the offense. I think that was a good decision. They needed to do that. They got the guy from TCU, Lincoln Riley's younger brother. Um, they needed to, you know, shake things up. But I just like something's something's just not clicking there the last year and a half or so. I still got them having a good year, you know, 10, 9, 10 wins, something like that. They'll be good. But I just don't have them as, as high as I've had in the past. Okay. Um, I So I am boring. You are exciting. I am boring. I have Florida State Clemson. I am taking Florida State to win. Okay. okay. Uh, to win the conference. But I just... They feel to me, and I hope you're right, because I'd love for there to be something more interesting than what I've picked. Um, but I just feel like this is, you know, two schools that are clearly ahead of the other schools to me. I mean, Clemson certainly has been. Like, there's no, I mean, even last year when, like, things didn't go great, they, they still went undefeated in the ACC. They went 8-0, they won the ACC title game. Like they lost badly against Notre Dame. They lost. They lost a home game to South Carolina at the end, um, and they lost pretty badly in the bowl game to Tennessee. But you know they still outclassed the ACC competition. I just I think that second tier of the ACC is better than maybe they. I think Duke. I think North Carolina. I think NC State, and I think Louisville. Getting Jeff Brom. Like I think those mm-hmm. are all programs that you know, could make some noise this year. I'm not, you know, obviously they're not all going to win 10 plus games. The math doesn't work out for that to be the case. But I, I think they're all good. And I just think Clemson's come back to the pack some. Okay. That's my, that's my thought. I like NC State too, getting Brennan Armstrong, re, repairing him with his old offensive coordinator at Virginia, where he had the most success. That's, that's intriguing as well. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like where your head's at. I am sticking with my boring. That's fair. And again, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, those are the two best teams. It seems like uh, the key for Florida state is like, and I'm, I'm guilty of it right now. Like they had a good year last year. It took some steps, but can you take that next step? Like, that's not a given. I've got them doing it. I've got them going 11 and one winning the ACC. But, you know, you got, like, last year they got up to a really good start, and I think they dropped three in a row midseason. And then they righted it, and they, they finished strong, and, you know, and I, I'm high on them. But it's like you, you got to prove it, too. They haven't proved Clemson has proven it. Florida State in this incarnation has not. Yeah. Doesn't mean they won't. You know, everybody does it the first time. But I, I also am careful to, like, not just assume they will, I guess. Yeah, no. No, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I... This is one of those ones where, sort of like Alabama, I'd like Mike Norvell to do it. Me too. Me too. You know? Me too, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm rooting. I mean, you know, I've, I've been a Florida State fan since I was a little kid when, you know, Bobby Bowden and Charlie Ward and, uh, you know, I, I love the 90s Seminoles. And so I, I'm rooting for it. And, it's, and I do like Mike Norvell from his time here. So, yeah, I'm rooting for it. And I've got him winning the ACC. I've got him beat Duke. But I do not have him in the playoffs. I, I think I've got one or I've got one undefeated conference champion, Georgia. I've got the other conference champs all having one loss. And I think the ACC is the one that's the easiest to leave out. Okay. I hear Community you. Wise. What? So let me ask you this. 
before we get too far afield. Do you have Notre Dame in your playoff? No, I don't. I've got Notre Dame 10-2. I think they have a, a good year, really good year, but I think they lose to Ohio State early. They play. I know it's at Notre Dame, but I that's one, like, when you say who's going to stop Ohio State's receiving core, like, I don't think Notre Dame is the rough-and-tumble team that is needed to beat Ohio State. So I got him losing that, and then I got him losing to Clemson, I believe, as well. Yeah, because they go to Clemson. I think Clemson gets a little revenge for last year. That was a beat down in South Bend. So I got him 10-2. and two. Got Sam Hartman as a Heisman top five guy. I think he has a really, really good year, but no, not a playoff team. Okay. So I reserved last week, as you recall, whether I would pick a Pac-12 team to yes, make the playoffs, yes. whether I would put USC in. Yes, and I did. I told you last week I was putting USC in, and I still am. I haven't changed. I have opted not to. I think okay. it is a fitting tribute to the conference to end the year without a playoff team. So I, I am, mean, it certainly would fit the theme. I, you know, I'm, I'm swimming against the tides by, uh, yeah. by picking them to make the playoff because we haven't had one since, what, 2016, Washington? Yeah. So... Yeah, but okay. Uh, I mean, so, uh, I, again, can't can't argue the historical trends that you're picking. I'm I'm bucking them, but yours are on track. So I have Florida State in. I am okay. I am building because I said I picked Alabama because of a heart. Yes, I am building a blue bloods final four. Well, mine is too. Yours is to too. Yeah, yours is yeah, too. I but I I've got I Alabama, yet, Ohio State. Florida State, and then let's move to the Big 12. Okay. Where Which I my, guess we could gather is, is the home of our fourth <laughs> playoff team, each of us. Where my fourth playoff team, led by my Heisman Trophy winner, the Texas Longhorns. Give it to me. Give it to and me, And Quinn Ewers. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. This I'm not is, with you on the Heisman Trophy winner, but I am with you on a top five Heisman. Yes. Yeah. I got him there. Um, but I've, I've got them winning the Big 12 and making the playoff. I'm, I'm, you were on it last year, and I wasn't quite. I remember you picked him to make the playoff, I think. or you know, And then he got hurt. Like like I, it's hurt. not an excuse, exactly. but it's a exactly. reason. He got hurt. He, I don't know how to say this, but that Alabama game when he was playing yeah. Yeah. convinced me, like, oh, yeah, no, he's the right guy. Oh, oh yeah, no. We don't need to pretend for, like there's a competition with with Archie Manning this year. Like, oh, there's not. It's just there's not. Like, it's, it's it's his show this year, unless he gets injured. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's his team. He's, you know, what I like too about him and what you know, he's he's lost weight. Um, I know it's a cosmetic thing, but he cut the hair. Mm-hmm. I think that stuff matters. He looks I re- I mean, like a serious quarterback. He does. He does. You know, like you've got to grow up. In a way, and I think in some ways last year he kind of was like, "Oh, I'm I'm good old country boy. I got you know I'm Texas," and it's like you got to grow up, man. And he he's shown he's growing up. He seems to have worked really hard in the off season. And I yeah, I mean I I'm excited for the future of Arch Manning. I hope he has a great career in Texas, but I don't think it's in 2023. I think you see him two, three, four times. He gets his redshirt year. He plays you know against Rice in the opener and. Maybe a couple other games here and there, but it's it's Quinn Ewer's show, and they they will go as far as he takes them this year. Okay, so I'm totally with you, and I've got him in the playoffs. 
I almost went Florida State instead and, and no Big 12 team. I debated that. Do I, you know, who, who do I leave out? Because I had Georgia, Penn State, USC as pretty, pretty well locked in for me for the last couple of months. But ultimately, I went with Texas, and you'll probably be able to see why when we get to actual playoff matchups, why I went with Texas. Um, but yes, I'm going Texas, and I'm, and I'm going SEC departures championship game, Texas over Oklahoma. Nice. Love it. I'm the exact same, although I did give consideration to Kansas State, especially because I do think it would make a great story for Kansas State to be like, hey, we're still here. This conference still matters. I I just think. Me too, thought about them. And I'll tell you another team I like and wouldn't be surprised if there is Texas Tech. I think they, they finished strong last year. Like that's a, I think that coach is good. He was in his first year last year. They kind of had a bumpy start, but like if there's a, if there's a TCU this year, that's like ah, oh, they're kind of picked middle of the pack, and they end up in the Big Twelve title game. I'd pick Texas Tech to be that team. I like it. So my playoffs: Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State, Texas. I've got Ohio State as my one, Alabama as my two, Florida State as my three, Texas as my four. So that would that would presumably you would say Ohio State, Texas in the Rose Bowl. You would think. And Alabama and Florida State in the Sugar. And then I am okay. going with Alabama and Texas. Okay. And boy, do I want to pull the trigger and have Texas win the national title. Do it. Do it. I, I'm doing it. Tex, the All Texas right. Longhorns. Love it. National champions. Love it. Heisman Love Trophy, it. national champion. Uh, Vince uh, Young, tear, tearful Vince Young. Championship uh, game. You know where it is this year. The home of Vince Young. Houston, Texas. That's right. That's right. Yes, Houston's own. Uh, yeah. He'll do the if coin they flip, I'm sure. they make it that far, they'd have a heck of a home field advantage, I would assume. A lot of burn orange in the stands. So that's there. You go. That that's okay. my season in a nutshell. Matt, right. well, how does your going, playoff go? I'm going Georgia as the one as my only undefeated team. Probably pretty easy to see. I'm going USC as the two. I'm going Texas as the three. And yes, that means a Rose Bowl USC versus Texas in a like poetic reminder of all that once was great about college football. Those two teams at the Rose Bowl in their last year in their respective conferences, the storylines are too juicy for me to ignore that. And then I got Penn State as the four playing Georgia. Okay. And then give me Georgia over Penn State. And although this one hurts, I'm going to go USC beats Texas. And I'm going to go USC wins the national championship. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to say they go out of the PAC 12 as the national champ. And sort of one of those like, wow, the Pac-12 has a national champion. Well, not anymore because they're moving on to the Big Ten. Put a little bit of coin in Kyle's pocket on your exactly. way out the door. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. The the logic says pick Georgia, but the logic also says it's really freaking hard to win three in a row. It's never yeah. happened in the poll era, and and so I'm just like I I talked. You know, I'm like, who should I pick instead? And although I want to pick Texas, I'm not 100% like even convinced that Texas is going to win the Big 12. I hope they do, but I'm on the fence. 
So I couldn't do that. And I, and I Now, USC worries me because their schedule is tougher and their defense was bad last year, and I'm not sure it's gotten better enough. Like, I could make this pick and regret it by the end of September if they've already got two losses. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. Men of Troy, fight on, tribute to Troy, all that good stuff. Lincoln Riley finally gets his first national championship. Okay. Uh, Heisman Trophy? All right. Uh, you want me to give you my five? Yeah, I only had three. Okay. Um, Go I ahead. Was, give me yours first. So, then. Alan, I said yours to win. And then, regrettably, because I'm rooting against him, Jaden Daniels uh, okay. to be there. Okay. I did not go Jaden Daniels, even though I'm high on LSU. Um, I'll, I'll give you my – now, I know they don't take five finalists anymore, but I'm still going to say top five. My my four runners-up are Sam Hartman, who I mentioned, Quinn Ewers, who I mentioned. Caleb Williams, I think, has a great year. He doesn't win it again because it's tough to win it a second time, almost impossible. And I mentioned him last week, Michael Penix, is my other finalist. And then my winner is a guy I didn't mention at all when we talked about his team, but I should have. Jordan Travis from Florida State. So you think Norvell can create a Heisman winner? I do. I do. Yeah, I, th- I think he – and it would be one of the most amazing, like for me alone, because I saw Jordan Travis play against ASU at the Sun Bowl, and he was not any good. I mean, and it was like, oh, this guy is uh, just not – no, come on. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's a running back playing quarterback. But, man, he's gotten much better, and he's a perfect fit, I think, for Norvell's offense. I really do. Like, he, he is Taylor Kelly times two in what he can do running and passing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I've got him being Florida State's fourth Heisman Trophy winner in program history, following in the illustrious footsteps of Ward – Winky and Winston. Does it bother you that he doesn't have a W last name? A little bit. A little bit it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, you know, but I, uh, I'm i going to go with it. I think he's going to he's gonna have a big – now, the one thing I worry about with him is injury. He's a little fragile. Um, you know, he's been banged up here and there, but I I, uh, I just think he's a great fit for that offense. And he's – I mean, to his credit, he's gotten a much, much better. Much better. Like, what I saw at the end of the 2019 season was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is not a quarterback. And he's really put in the work to get a lot better. Yeah. Well, he worked with Kenny Dillingham, so. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. And, and uh, so, yeah, uh, even though I don't have him making the playoff, I've got him being the, the Heisman Trophy winner. I thought about, for a top five spot, Marvin Harrison Jr. instead of one of the quarterbacks. Yeah. I think he's going to have a great year. But since I don't have Ohio State, you know, being a playoff team, I'm not sure a non-quarterback from a non-playoff team can can be that high in the voting. Yeah, I mean, for me, the Braylon Allen pick is just, I think it's, he's going to be undeniable, even though I don't think Wisconsin is going to make the playoff. I just think he's going to put up the kind of numbers where you're like, well, you have to invite this guy. And that could be, yeah. I mean, that, that was sort of my thought with Harrison. But I also, I guess, I'm also a little bit like that. Receiver core is so good overall that like other guys are going to get theirs too. And I guess I'm a, I'm a little bit gun shy too on the Jackson Smith and Jigba from last year. Like I, you know, Marvin Harrison has a you know hamstring injury in week one or two, and then we barely see him all year. Yeah, There's, that that worries me just a little. I hope it doesn't happen. 
but I, I can't help but shake the feeling of Jackson Smith and Jigba last year. It was like, oh, this guy's going to be incredible, and he barely played. Yeah. Well, there you go. Don't even bother watching the season because nope, that's what's nope, going to nope. happen. I think it's going to be one of those. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm just uh, I love college football, and I'm and I'm excited for this year. Uh, big, big changes on the horizon with the 12-team playoff. It's going to change the way the entire sport feels. And, it, and maybe good, maybe bad, I'm not sure. But it's certainly going to change it. So I'm, I'm very excited to savor this one. It will, uh, it will definitely change how our preview goes. It will. It will, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess next year we'll be picking 12 playoff teams somehow, some way. Um it's uh, you know, I was thinking about it like in terms of our lifetime. I don't think a sport has expanded its postseason like that, that that we've ever seen. Maybe maybe ever in sport. Like we've seen the expansion of baseball, but it's been one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen you know basketball introduce the play in NFL now has you know one more team you know, but like this is a this is a two hundred percent increase on who makes the postseason with a chance to win the national title going from four to 12 it's it's gonna be wild like the the days of you know alabama losing a game in november it's like oh they're out like those those days are gonna be over uh mm-hmm. so that may not be good but then on the flip side you know if you're a, if you're a team like a you know kansas state and you're eight and two like those games mean something because man you could make the playoff now you win mm-hmm. the last couple you win the big 12 you're in you don't need you know so I don't know. That's why I say I'm not sure it's going to be good. I'm not sure it's going to be bad. Uh, time will tell, but it's it sure is going to be different. Yeah. Um, look, we're going to take 10 days to gather our thoughts here. Yes. And yes. come back to you with an ASU game-by-game preview. That's right. The the annual tradition going through the ASU season, which starts uh, two weeks from almost right now. Two mm-hmm. weeks and about a half hour. But we will tell you every game, what we see happening, how we think it's going to go. We'll talk about the potential emergence of Jaden Rashada as the starting yeah, quarterback. And by of the then, G- we'll have a little bit more uh, insight as to who the quarterback's going to be. But yeah, that's that's an interesting story that's developing. Yeah. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.